0: This is good.
1: So, I'll tell you this the biggest difference between like a developer or a software engineer approach to a computer and a normal person, like not you know, but not but a regular person's interaction with technology is how quickly we go to the search button. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you were like, I can't find the control panel, and I was like, just use the search.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, I'm looking like, why isn't it here? You know, oh, it, it, you know, it came to mind. It's like. When i use this other computer i just hit this button right here and there goes the search the control panel why isn't it there you know that that's like what was running through my mind yeah to me frustrated (laughs) yeah to me
1: it's always search
0: yeah that is true that is true but you know it's funny like you know as i'm setting up the mic i'm like all right i I'm, i'm i'm learning as frustrating as it was and as simple as a fic, That's that's the part that like is the most irritating. It's like here you come like riding in on your uh, technology white horse and uh <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, just click that button, click this." And I'm like, "What the hell?" You know, it is like it's frustrating, but I but I'm also learning. All right, search button. So the next time I'm installing something on a computer, I'm going to go straight to the search button. It's
1: just so much better. Yeah. Cuz you could type in what you're looking for and like you'll get your your accuracy is just so much better when you're like this is what I'm vaguely what I'm looking for will will I get there and and it almost always works so yeah the, the with sarah you know sarah's in in coding school to learn to code and uh it's amazing to see her learn cuz she's like picking it up really fast cuz dude my wife is so much smarter than me it's crazy <laughs> <sighs> but so she's picking it up really fast but but also like just to see her Learn and to see her like sit there with a question in her brain and I'm like, just Google it. Like in, in I I like wanna scream, I wanna be like, just Google it, just like the difference between somebody who's good at something and somebody who's not good at something is how fast they go to Google. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Like just go ask Google, whatever it is. I mean like you didn't know anything about Shopify and you learned everything you needed to run a store in what, three months? Yeah, thanks to Google, yeah. Pretty much like, you know, and, and this is, you know, I was thinking about Rodney a lot this week and him being like, yeah, I mean, I just kind of figured it out and now he produces music videos, uh, you know? Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, you know, it's incredible. Cause I've known him my whole life and like, um, I've always known that he had, he has an eye for like art, like, like he views things from an, an artistic point of view. Um, and, you know, like a true artist, his view on things, even in conversation, even in the way that, you know, he looks at life, it's, it's different and deeper than what the average person does, but it's also like very reserved. Like he's not out, like, you know, sharing his views with everybody, you know, it's kind of like a true artist. Like they have the, you you have these views, but it's, it's almost like everything's in a, in a wait until it's perfect mode before I share it with the world. So most of, you know, his, his views in a way that he thinks, like, you almost got to like pull it out of him. And so when he became, when he went out and started his own company with the videography stuff, it was like, it was like, wow, like, this is like a man who's like, had all of these views and all of these point of views for his entire, you know, 30 plus years of his life. And they all poured out through his, his music through the videos that he was making, you know, showing other people's art, but it was like, wow. Okay. This what you was, this is what you were thinking for the last 30 plus years. Yeah. You when know you know weren't I mean? saying anything, yeah, this is what was going on in the back anything. of your mind. Exactly. So that, that's what it was. It was like, Oh, okay. This is what, so, you know, um, shout out to him. It, it's great. You know, as we wrap up him being our, uh, you know, second Jeremy Grant winner, um, it's pretty cool. Cause as we talked about last week, he's, he's, you know, one third of 2400 the movement. And uh, so, you know, with our next drop, we actually have some of his artwork that we just got printed up on canvases um, that we're going to be selling uh, as well alongside of the, uh, the, the seasonings and a spice rub. So, you know, the community market is, it's, it's beginning right now, which is pretty awesome.
1: Dude. I love it. And, and so, i'm gonna i'm gonna call you out right now so we need we need to talk about email strategy um because i i went in and i ordered my my stuff from twenty four hundred the movement right mm-hmm. got me a rub and a and a coffee cup and uh one of the things that so here's like life pro tip e commerce pro tip oh, yeah. one of the things you wanna do right away is start sending emails to all your customers like so there's kind of like two sequence types of emails that you want to send, right? So one is we have your order. Another is we're shipping your order. Mm-hmm. And then another, like somewhere in between there, is hey, thanks so much for ordering from us. You know, blah blah blah. Like like a little story email that's not that same update email.
0: Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. So you did did you receive an email at all that it was packaged or
1: I we did. Got yep. Your order. I, okay. Yep. so right. i got i got two emails i got one for uh you know your orders confirmed and then i got the your orders i think i think it was shipping or shipped i can't remember got you
0: so you're so so the email and i agree with you that the email that's missing is that you know kind of like not human touch but that like a appreciative touch of thanks for shopping you know kind of like hey remember us you know it's like the uh the old uh i left my jacket at your house type thing like hey you know don't don't forget about me you know uh i think i left something at your house like almost like just that thank you but hey we're here um you know get used to us emailing you know and staying in contact with you
1: exactly and so i mean when you go and you like look up like what are the best converting marketing campaigns that you can run It's not Google ads. It's not Facebook ads. It's not Instagram ads. It is 100% email. Yes. Email destroys every other marketing platform because if somebody's not not unsubscribing from your emails, it means that they're willing to hear from you, Mm. right? So that person who's willing to hear from you is also willing to buy from you doesn't mean you necessarily need to sell them stuff every time, which is kind of what we're talking about with this second email, right? Like this or this extra email that's like, hey, we wanted to tell you about, you know, what are the, what happens to the proceeds of your purchase? Exactly.
0: That's what I was, that's the first thing that came to mind is that is that's the opportunity to now, you know, like get them to sink their teeth in to everything that we're doing and not just like, Oh, I got this great rub because I feel like, you know, that part hasn't been played up enough or hasn't been made as much of a feature as it's like, wow, you know, this these, these, you know, three black men just, you know, went out and, and started a business and they're selling this rub. And although the rub is great, like, you know, and I'm, I'm loving the feedback from like how good it is. But uh, the one part that to me right now that we just talked about it at our meeting yesterday is that we're not getting a, a lot of like, I don't know if people understand what purchasing that rub is doing. And you're hundred percent right. That email could be the thing that ties it all together.
1: Yep. So then you want, so that's, that's the email that like just drives home that point. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like for who you guys are, you know, I would say you want a, a drip campaign email. Right. So what we, what, in e-commerce we call drip campaigns these these emails where you get one a week or so to just mm. kind of keep keep giving people information mm. and talking to them and so in the case of what you guys are about i would essentially take what we do with the jeremy grant picks right mm-hmm. and so you've you've established that there's some businesses out there that you want to support right so mm-hmm. with 2400 the movement i would have my first email be like Hey, we wanted to highlight this local business in the Philadelphia area that does this thing. And hey, we wanted to call out this. And then the next one is hey, we wanted to call out this other business that does this thing, you know, and tell a little bit of story of the founders. Shoot a, uh, you know, a, uh, give a call to the founder of the business and say, hey, I want to feature you in my email drip campaign for nothing. I'm not charging you anything. I just yeah. think that what you're about is what I'm about. And so I'm trying to you know, support businesses in my community. And then, you know, have four or five of those emails that just do that, that just tell people the story of um, local businesses yeah. that you care about. And then that's your content, right? So yeah, this is your yeah. drip campaign. And then when week six comes, it's a it's a drop, right? Like it's it's Rodney's art. Well, people now have this relationship with you that yes. say like, oh, I can trust 2400 The Movement because they're doing this.
0: Yes. You're hundred percent right where that that we will be catching up today. Cause we got to pick up the art pieces. And, uh, we already talked about doing something like this, kind of the conversation of a newsletter, but, uh, you know, which pretty much for the most part, it's, it's kind of along the same lines, except it's email newsletter. Sure. So that's going to be the conversation is how do we get active with people that are on our, on, you know, that purchase from us or subscribe to our email list? And, and that has to be step one, because those are m- more of our more of a customer than who likes us on Facebook or, or yeah. who likes you on Instagram.
1: Yep. Those people on you know, those people are a little bit more valuable. Those, exactly. those. More it doesn't engaged. mean that you don't. Yeah, they're further down the funnel, right? The, mm-hmm. the beginning of the funnel is the person who sees the, you know, uh, you know, Bob who they're friends with, is now following the page 2400 The Movement. So that's the first step of the funnel. The second step is they follow 2400 of The Movement. The third step is they get up on the newsletter or they purchase a product. Purchase something, yeah. Yep, and then before you know it, you have them in the community doing something. And like so. one of those emails that I would be sending, I would have is a call to action, right? Like I would say, you know, like um, the guy who details my my car, right? let's say he was the guy I was featuring, right? So I would do, you know, all my regular email stuff and then it'd be platinum touch auto detailing. At the end, I'd be like, you know, here's the guy. Here's why his service is great. Here's why I support his business. You know, vaguely, this is what his prices are. He's in Fort Collins, Colorado, blah, blah, blah. And then, hey, you know, if you like him at, you know, shout them out on Facebook or yep, yep. tweet about them or something like that. So you give that customer that's interacting with you, that thing automatically.
0: Yeah. It's, it's done. That's the next step. It's so funny. Cause we're so much is happening, yo. And it's happening. It's happening pretty fast. Um, just for the record, we sold our 100th unit, um, you know, uh, as of yes, as of uh, Monday. Yeah. Yesterday. So as of Monday, we sold our, 100th unit um so that was that was pretty awesome um and it's catching on pretty fast and we actually uh managed to catch the eye of you know a a um chef out of new york city who was like a friend of a friend um and it was pretty cool because she actually prepared a brunch using the 2400 rub and uh you know the the chef her she has a pretty pretty large following on uh just her instagram and and all her social media platforms so that was pretty cool nice little shout out she reached out we've been back and forth in communication and you know not that she's any more important to us from a customer standpoint as you know anybody who makes a purchase but understanding her influence and and what she brings to the table in terms of her influence um that was pretty cool that uh that she was you know willing to go ahead and and she could have used it at home and just you know never posted anything but she took the opportunity to you know use it and do a little post on it and that was pretty cool
1: yeah i mean that's what that's one of those spots where i mean i know you guys are you know effectively drop shipping those shirts right now i think right Mm -hmm. so when when you get to the point where you are purchasing your own shirts or your own coffee cups and you're not just drop shipping them um that is helpful because then you'll be able to send that person that swag, right? Like, yeah, well, that's what hey. we did. So the drop shipping,
0: it, it's it's us. It's just the format of it is, you know, it's in a business off of twenty four hundred. So it's actually, uh my cousin, who's the other, you know, last third piece of twenty four hundred, is his wife's business, and she does like basically it's like a local, you know, drop shipping kind of format where. You know, she buys the shirt to bulk herself. And then she pretty much is the graphic design T-shirt lady for like a, a lot of local apparel companies in Philadelphia. You know what I mean? So it's like it's kind of what we talked about before. Like if you're going to do drop shipping, you want to do it with someone that's local. You can reach out and touch. She, you know, she's like this grassroots drop shipper and didn't have any intentions on being that. But she saw the lane where like, you know, if you're starting an apparel company for you to go invest, you know, $5,000 in T-shirts is probably a little risky. So she basically invests that into T-shirts and she just has her clients come to her. And and when they get an order, they send the order to her and she makes it on demand. So it's drop shipping. But like, you know more of a i guess a grassroots or like in a community effort versus like big business drop shipping you know gotcha love it
1: yeah and probably you're making a little less money right i mean you could could probably go to printful and do do better but you're supporting a business you're exactly you're you're living the values that 2400 the movement says they're
0: about right exactly and that's it and that's even like right now as we speak she's working on uh doing a uh printing on uh, canvas she's trying to perfect her canvas art printing uh so that eventually we don't have to purchase from, you know, a printing shop, you know, outside of the community. We can stay within the community and purchase through her. Um, you know, so we're looking around. So it's just it's all it's 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 unbelievable, man. It, it's been it's been a pretty good, you know, whirlwind of uh 2 weeks and uh we're constantly adding. We're we're, you know, we're constantly adding and that touch of the email is spot on. And, and that's the next step. We're going gonna to get active on that immediately.
1: So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this, the book that we're reading, uh, oh, The Color yeah. of Money, right? And so you're talking about how, you know, you aren't as a business relying on banking. You aren't as a business mm-hmm. relying on the government. You mm-hmm. are as a business relying on the community. Uh, and mm-hmm. sort of this one quiet theme that she keeps coming back to is that if you're relying on the banking that's not going to work out and if you if you're if you're relying on the government that's not going to work out but if you're relying on the community and you're working together that community that global network of businesses that are trying to help each other sometimes just for the reason of like i want to make my dollar right and other times because hey we're aligned in our goals um you know that that seems to be the sweet spot where we can really have you know some progress it seems like
0: yeah so you so you text me um yesterday i guess you had you must have just like just wrapped up all of your uh all of your your chapters and i saw you say man this this book is hard and at that point i was still like uh i think only had did chapter 12 i did i didn't do uh 13 and 14 yet and so I sit down 13 and 14. So we're entering in in chapter 12 finishes as we go into the Nixon era. Um, and man, like, God, it's hard is 100 percent, man. Like, like listening to it is so real. Like, it's like she talks about, you know, even how Nixon in his campaign where he basically, you know, sold his idea of black capitalism. Right. Which is basically like this fool's gold or, you know, this this dream scenario that she's selling to that he was selling to individual blacks. Um, But for the most part, blacks as a culture in that community, uh, it was it was going to do nothing for it. In fact, it was all it was going to do, which is, you know, further hurt that community, which is why when you think back to, you know, that era of the 60s, and what things were like and all the rioting and everything that went on. He was basically on one end, he was preaching, you know, black capitalism. But on the other end, he was preaching, you know, like, get rid of all the government support programs, get rid of everything for the poor. And we're going to, uh, you know, have them pull themselves up from the boot scraps. And then she talks about in the book how one of the economists, you know, black economists at that time was, made a statement and it was a quote that was great where he was like, how do you pull yourself up from your bootstraps when you don't have any scraps? You know, and it was just like the Nixon era was great. How she talked about the Black Panther movement and how Nixon tried to, you know, you point at the Black Panther movement and uh, tear it down by basically calling them, you know, people that were uh, basically communists is what, you know, he pretty much his approach was and, and that they were a threat to America. She gets into everything. It's just so much in that book. That even to Jesse Jackson and, and, you know, she starts to move on to that era as well. It Like, there's so much in this book. And I say the one thing that I took out of it was exactly what you just said, where, you know, building black banks. It, yeah, it sounds good. But until you invest in the community and the people of the community and if you build black banks, but the community is still, you know, not really, you know, trained in the mind to to make conscious purchases that are going to have positive influences on the community, then what good is it? How will you ever be able to sustain a business if, all right, you start a black bank, um, you start giving out loans, and then in those communities you're giving out loans to people that can't afford them based on, you know, many different reasons but let's just say right now there's a lot of values inside of you know the communities that I come from where you know there's some values placed on material things that are you know the reason why people aren't able to sustain you know things like ownership in homes and stuff like that is because it's hard to save when our values is placed on Louis Vuitton or, you know, off white brand and all of that type of stuff. So if we don't address that, then how are you going to give you giving out these loans to people who their principles and values are just not quite in the right space? You know what I mean? Where I've been in some, you know, some conversations where, you know, people basically, you know, hold off on that light bill to make sure they got that outfit right for whatever party is coming up at the end of the weekend. And those are the things that, you know, me personally, I feel like is going to have a bigger impact in the long term. Understanding the value and having a conscious decision when you spend your money and understanding what where you want to spend your money and what businesses you want to spend them at. If those businesses aren't investing back in you, why are you investing in them? And that's where my mindset has been And what 2,400 is all about.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that there's, there's like a double-edged sword, right? Because on the one hand, if you're making nine bucks an hour, that not drinking a Starbucks cup of coffee, isn't going to get you to middle-class, right? Like, like Mm -hmm. choosing, choosing to be like, well, I'm not going to have a Starbucks because I'm trying to save. You're not making enough to save. True. You know? So on the one hand, I want to be like you know, you need to be more responsible with your money. But on the other hand, like you need to earn more, Yeah. you know, like the no amount of saving or choosing to not get a nice outfit or, you know, save, you know, just being responsible with with your purchases is gonna get you more than nine bucks an hour if that's all you're making. So you need to figure out a way to earn more, but also, you know, like, there's a, there's, so I guess it's kind of both, right? There's a community responsibility of saying like, hey, if you're just making nine bucks an hour, that's okay. That's where you're at right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. But how can we work together to figure out a way to make you worth more and earn more? And then also there's a personal responsibility side of it as well, which is like, hey, how can we work with you to say, hey, you know, how how can you figure out how to You know look nice at the party this weekend but also pay your light bill right so
0: yeah yeah but but how about this too and you know i'm I'm hogging up some of the time here because this is you know real passionate topic for me but uh how about like in a perfect world what if we know that this company is in the community and it's only paying their employee the employees nine dollars an hour like In a in a great world where community is working at its at its best, like that community would then say, you know what, Uh, so and so's uh, whatever I don't know lawn mowing company is paying everybody nine dollars an hour. They're not cutting my grass anymore. You know, until you're able, you know what I mean, and and until you're able to provide, you know, like more reasonable pay rate for the people that are that are employed by you. Like, you know what I mean? And and I know we don't understand businesses, you know, what their finances are. But at the end of the day, like for me, when I think of like the moral obligation of a boss, right, of a boss, is that you should be thinking about like the people that you're going to hire and provide opportunities to. The thought should be, what do I need to charge as my prices so that I can be able to survive and provide for my family but also so that my employees can be able to survive and provide for their families the lifestyles don't have to be the same like sure i'm the boss okay my 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 quality of life i've worked a little harder i've invested a little more i've risked a little more so okay my quality of life should be a little bit better okay i understand that but the quality of life of my employees should be above poverty, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it should be like that should be a moral moral obligation. Like it should be above poverty. And
1: there's value, right? Like the the difference between an employee that is, you know, to, let's do the lawn mowing company for example, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say you know you're 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 hiring an employee who's you know listening to this podcast and a couple others that are about you know, how, how can you improve yourself and how can you, you know, create value in your community and how can you learn and how can you become a more valuable employee and how can you become an entrepreneur? They're, they're that kind of employee, listening to the podcasts while they're mowing the lawn versus somebody who is mowing the lawn and not doing any of those things, right? They're just they're just listening to, you know, some music or whatever, right? They're They're, they're not trying to improve themselves. Which employee is gonna do a more conscientious job, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're making those choices as a business to invest in your employees, those employees invest in themselves and they become better and better employees. So, nice. you know, it's 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 everybody's responsible, right? We're We're responsible as a community member to support businesses that are trying to take off and be about the right things. And the businesses are responsible to their employees to pay a wage that works. And then the employees are responsible to themselves and to their family and to their community to you know, tr- try to make a life that's worth living. It doesn't mean you're going to love your job, but you should have a job that's interesting to you and that, that you value and that has some goals and
0: some hopes, you know? I totally agree, man. And that brings me back with the book is that, you know, that's the message that I'm that I'm getting out of the book is that every time, you know, so far we're up to what, 1970, I guess? We're in the Give 70s. Give or take, yeah. Yeah, so we're in the 70s. So, so from, you know... Uh, I guess, early 1800s all the way to 1970. Every time that the black community has relied on the government to, you know, make change, right? Because the whole whole idea of the book is that this country was, was built off of, you know, people coming over, stealing land, and then after the land was stolen, everybody got a free piece of land. And it allowed... Uh, you know, a certain group of people to be able to elevate quickly because they had ownership of something that, uh, I mean, you can debate it, but they really didn't necessarily have to work hard for through the long term. They they came over and basically just took a block and said it was ours now. And then they split it up and, and, and gave parts to everybody. But then when the blacks came into this country, you know, that opportunity had never happened. And it's and it's happened, you know, in smaller ways with other uh, ethnic groups um, that come over and other races and everything like that. Um, but blacks have never had that opportunity. And so as she tells her story, every time that that opportunity has come up, you know, she talks about the, the OMBE during the um, Reagan administration, How they That was their thing. They were going, all right, here's the opportunity we're going to put together, put all this money to the side for the government to help black businesses and, you know, to help uh, uh, blacks' uh, capitalism and everything like that. And ultimately, all the money ends up getting used for political gain by, uh, you know, Nixon and everything. And, you know, it never got spent on any black businesses or black communities or anything like that. So the moral of the story, in my opinion, as we're up to 1970 is, Every time we rely on the government to be the ones to give us that little boost or that push to be able to get onto the, you know, the same page as the rest of the country Um, as a whole, it just doesn't work. It ends up backfiring and going to, you know, from the Freemans all the way through, it ends up backfiring. Um, So for us, it's going to be about us and us. As, an in, as individuals changing our mindset and understanding that now we have power, man. We do. And that's not just black people. That's everybody. We have power to make this change from an individual level. Whites, blacks, every race that exists. And that's what this podcast is about.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, I I just think each time that I like listen to this story, you know, the, the problem when you're relying on the government, it, you know, sometimes your guy is running the government and then you can kind of trust the government a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then four years later, it's not your guy, you know? And all of a sudden it's somebody who who is actively looking to harm you or just doesn't care about your group or whatever your thing is about. So you wanna build a robust, you know, base for yourself and for your family and for your community, don't, you know, not to say that the government doesn't have a role. I'm sure that there's, you know, there's oh, a lot of smart, sure. there's a lot of smart people that want to talk about lots of different spaces in the role that government should play and that stuff. And, you know, I have opinions and th- those are fine. You know, mm-hmm. but, yeah. but the bottom line is is that you got to take care of, you know, you, yours, and your community first. So
0: absolutely, and that and that and that's the step that this podcast is is all about. Is we got to take care of our community first. And then as a, as a community, we can now hold the government accountable. Yep. But as individuals, it's a little harder to do.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. All right. So, uh, let's hold you accountable. What, what, do you, what do you got for
0: next week? Um, so next week we have, uh, a big week coming. We shoot the next, um, episode of, uh, 2400. Uh, I'm not a chef. I'm an artist uh so we shoot that uh yesterday we actually shot the uh second edition of the round table talk made some tweaks um even just the the whole thing's different uh we definitely cut it down we you know not to get too far into this topic but uh the first video we shot was 20 minutes long and i know it was too long we knew it was too long but honestly we just had to get it off our chest we we just had to get it off our chest It was just and we talked about cutting it down but we didn't want to because we felt like we needed to get that off of off of our chest so now with this one uh now that we've kind of emptied our tank and you know refreshed we're we're making the video much long much shorter so it'll be about like a seven to ten minute video on a new round table talk which will feature the conversation about communities and then we got the video for the, the new chef. We got the new seasoning coming out. I'll break it here, man. It's, it's a Cajun rub that'll be coming out on February 24th. And we're working out all the visuals for it this week coming. So we're shooting all the visuals for that. So it's it's, it's exciting, man. It's moving fast.
1: Sounds like a good week.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's moving fast. Man. How How about you?
1: Uh, on my side, mostly I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep carrying on with the project that I'm working on. Um, it's pretty good, and
0: uh, yeah, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm excited to be finished with it. But you know, I just it's so hard to get stuff done. The, the getting stuff to 60% of the way, and getting stuff to 100% of the way, it, man, that last 40% or even last 20% is so different. So I got a couple of things that I'm working on, and just gonna keep coding and trying to get trying to get this little this little mini app built it's kind of more of like a proof of concept app but it's almost there. And uh yeah, just keep doing that, man. So that that's the goal. Um if you're listening and you happen to hear us on our new microphones that we got for the show cuz we're investing in the show a little bit. Yes we are. Uh let us know, you know, sh- jump on the jump on the website and hit contact us and uh you know, let us know if you uh If you heard the mics and you could tell the difference, that we'd appreciate it. Otherwise, where can people find us, Vernon?
0: They can find us on the website, theprocessisblackandwhite.com. You can find us on Twitter at process underscore is. And you can also find us on Instagram at theprocess underscore is. And then also check us out on Facebook at theprocessisblackandwhite. Yeah, so, you know, check us out. Hey man, your stuff I believe should be there today if I'm not mistaken. I think you are a Tuesday delivery guy. All right, um, yeah. So I can't wait. I can't wait for you to see it, man. Uh we've been putting it on everything. It's it's I can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah, it's
1: it's snowing here today, so they might not make it today. It might might be tomorrow, but uh, uh, I'm looking forward to it, and then I'm looking forward to getting some of those drip campaign emails.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're on the way, man. They are uh, on the way.
1: I mean, look, I said... we'll talk soon.
0: Yep. All uh, right.